Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hello, and either Merry Christmas and or Happy New Year, because I think by the time this comes out, it might be 2024. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, God. We don't know. Time is relative for us because just full transparency, everybody, this is going to be the first episode back after we've been gone four months due to the strike. So, yeah, what is time? To be fair, to be clear, first episode we are recording post-strike. We have yes. several that have come out since this episode that yes. we recorded before. But this particular one is like, we, we haven't high. picked up microphones in four months, y'all. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. So our recording timeline is as messed up as the actual One Tree Hill timeline. Well, it might be worse. <laughs> might be worse. Might be. Might be. Might be. Anyway, we are going to be talking about season six, episode nine of One Tree Hill, titled Sympathy for the Devil, which, fun fact, is a song by the Rolling Stones. Yes. Yes. Heard, heard of them. them. Heard of them and the song. Heard cool. Of them. Cool. Love cool. Them. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. I, last time I heard that song uh, was in Moulin Rouge, the musical. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. That, same. And I was in New York when that happened. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. Okay. Sorry. Aren't we fancy? Hey. All right. Next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Let's just get into it. So we open on Brooke staring at the ruined wedding dress that Sam and all her friends ruined um, the night that Sam, you know, if you don't remember, Sam broke into the um, store and had a party and kidnapped Jamie and well, kidnapped, quote unquote. He wasn't really kidnapped. He was just following along. He's actually been kidnapped before. He was so babysitting. He was, yeah, he was babysitting. Yeah, he was babysitting. That's very true. That's very true. That's very true. And still yes. one of the best babysitters he's ever had. Exactly. Exactly. So... Yes. 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 Yeah. But I mean, at kind... this point, like taking him to a party is arguably the least bad thing that has happened with a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> very true. God, but it's funny because Brooke is actually sketching a little bit off of it. And Sam is like, oh, my God, you're inspired by it, which immediately makes Brooke go, no, you're grounded for this, this, this and this. She's like, oh, so I thought I'd be in a lot more trouble because of the bathroom. And Brooke's like, what happened in the bathroom? Never mind. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing happened. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But then she hears a knock at the door and it is Owen who is bringing Brooke flowers and tells her he's going to be bringing her a gift every day until she gives him another chance. Just oh, a buddy. gentleman. Oh, Just... buddy. He's got a lot of money for a bartender. He like, really does. Go off, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, we know his past. We don't ask questions. We just look at his pretty face. Exactly. <laughs> that <is> exactly. <laughs> well, you look at more than his pretty face in this episode, so. Yeah. Then uh, we go to Haley, who is cooking Nathan a very hearty breakfast (laughs) because all she wants to do now is just get him fat. So there's more padding uh, for the slam ball court. And (laughs) Jamie is more preoccupied with the fact that there's not a trophy for winning the slam ball championship. Yes. He has his priorities straight. Mm -hmm. Dad, Mm -hmm. how will you know how awesome you are if they if you don't don't have a trophy trophy? Exactly. Exactly. He's clear to place for it and everything. Come on, (laughs) Slamball. Get your shit together. 
Well, one could say that Nathan cleared that spot on the shelf when he had a wheelchair tantrum. Uh, Very true. Ooh. Very true. But I think that was like the third or fourth time. And Jamie, you know, then he rearranged them himself. Sure, so, sure, you know. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, true. yeah. Jamie did yeah. save the trophies and put them in his shrine in his closet. That's true. He did. That he That's did. True. That he did. Because what else does a, ch- a does a five year old need a walk in closet for other than a shrine to his father? Listen, exactly. Listen, I'm. No, I, I think that's actually just a normal closet. It's just walk in for a five year old. <laughs> it's also <true>. possible. <laughs> anyway, yes. Then we go to Lucas, who is bringing Peyton coffee after their night out at Trick, celebrating with Julian. And he asks her what she thought about Julian, which then we flash back to when Peyton rejected Lucas's proposal in that hotel room. And we see her break down in her office the next day. And she's crying over the copy machine and we see a wild Julian appear, um, seeing her cry. And he flirts with her a little bit uh, before he giving her some sound advice about a printer jam, about examining what went wrong. Listen, we've all cried over printer jams, right? Super relatable. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Then she flashes back to the present and tells him that Julian was just very charismatic. And um, Lucas tells her that he um, is excited because he thinks he needs this opportunity to write the screenplay for the film. And we then see Lucas writing the script and we flash forward to three weeks later. Cool. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And Julian tells him the script is good, but there is one scene that needs more work to make it great. And we find out that is Keith's murder scene. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah. And Lucas is struggling with writing the scene. And Julian tells him the audience needs to have that scene, even if he can't make himself write it. And Lucas asks him, well, what if I can't do it? And Julian says, well, I'll find someone who can. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I don't think I actually had anything. Okay. Just needed to boo Julian. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> then we go to Nathan and Jamie, who are watching Mouth Report on the upcoming Slam Ball Championship. And uh, Jamie is very confident that his dad will win the game. He's also very confident that he's broke, because we see that he broke open his piggy bank, and he's just got some coins in there. <laughs> Jamie's broke. And I love that oh. Nathan just goes, dude, you're five. You're supposed to be broke. Right. Like, enjoy that's... the fact you don't have to worry about money, kid. Seriously. Yeah. It's not a good enough answer for James Lucas Scott. Not at all. Not at all. No. Yeah. Then we go to Brooke uh, at her store and she is slightly disappointed when she hears the door open and it is not Owen, but it is Peyton. And Peyton gives her a hard time when Brooke admits that she is um, basically stringing Owen along for all the gifts that he's giving her. And for the last three weeks, it seems. And Brooke turns the subject back onto Peyton as Peyton has told her that she used to date Julian, but she's not told Lucas yet. What could go wrong there? No one can use their words in this town. It's like. Never, never. These. Yes. Lucas has seen Haley and Nathan constantly like on the verge of divorce for the last five years because neither of them can use their fucking words. Right. Yeah. And. Same with Peyton. I guess Peyton hasn't been as attached for five years, but like, you know what I mean? She's seen Mm -hmm. the trouble her friends have gotten through because no one can just say what's happening Mm -hmm. ever. But also what trouble not using her words has caused her. Mm -hmm. Also that. Yes. Literally. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I would also <laughs> like to point out that three weeks worth of gifts from Owen. Yeah. 21 presents. And yeah. based on the list of preferences that Brooke gave him at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. that is, again, I'm asked, I want to know where Owen's getting his money. Because how Gold, much does Slamball and pay? Godiva yeah. are not cheap? Yeah. Well, he also does play Slam Ball. That's true. So Slam Ball might pay something. Maybe. Still. You know. I don't yeah. know. I mean. I'd, yeah. 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 I can't remember if if the Scott James household paid cash for that big old house or uh, what was happening there. But it's paying, you know, making up whatever a teacher's salary doesn't have to uh, keep oh, that no, big the- old house. That house is paid he, for. That, he that bought was, it that with was, his advance from the NBA contract. Right. No, that, no, that was shoe money. Shoe money. Remember, the house was shoe oh, money. Shoe mama. money. Right. Shoe, shoe money. money. The, the house was advance paid money by from shoe the money. Shoes. Yep. All right. So cash. Yep. Cash. Paid yeah. up front. Yeah. That house is paid for. That Ugh. house is so paid for. Yeah. They're fine. Tell, tell me that this show is a fantasy without telling me the show is a Facts. fantasy. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, then, um, while they're talking, we flash back to Peyton, um, going into Lucas's book signing and immediately sneaking out as soon as she sees him and running smack dab into Julian, which he then calls her the saddest girl in the world and invites her to an industry party. So he doesn't have to stay long because if anyone looks at her sad face, they're going to know why he's leaving. Cool. That's some, that's some, the game shit. That's some like mystery and his big furry hat shit that's happening there. Like peak 20, 2008. Is that where mm-hmm. we are? 2009? 2009, 2008, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. That's like negging 101. But it works because she smiles and he's like, well, no, no, no. If you smile like that, then we're going to stay forever. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. But it works yeah, out. I mean, it I makes fell her for smile. it, so. Yep, yep. I get why Peyton did. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, at the party, Peyton feels very underdressed and slightly awkward that she still has the book in her hands because she still has an unkindness of ravens. And um, Julian says she's just fine and kind of wants to know more about the book. Dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Then Lucas comes over to Nathan's and Nathan tells him that a scout is planning on coming to watch the slam ball uh, semifinals tonight. And Lucas says, that's great. But is he going to be mad at him if he has to miss the game because he has to work on the script? And Nathan's like, no, 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 we can hang out later. That's fine. And Lucas then asks Nathan what his best memory of Dan was. And Nathan replies the day he went to prison. Fair. Same. Yep. 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 Yeah. But then he he does talk about how um, there was a childhood memory where Dan got him into uh, Michael Jordan basketball camp and how Nathan got to play one on one against Michael Jordan. Thanks to Dan. And um, Nathan asks Lucas why he's asking all about Dan. And Lucas says he's trying to figure out if Dan ever had a soul to be able to write that scene. And Nathan says he did, but he sold it a long time ago. And just to write Dan how he is evil. Yeah, fair. Mm -hmm. Good Mm -hmm. advice. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, then we cut to Nathan playing at the river court where mouth comes to see him and uh, mouth gives him a head up heads up that the star player on the other team who mouth interviewed um, in that earlier segment we talked about um, said that he wanted to put Nathan back into his wheelchair and we find out he and Nathan have history back in college. Um, so fun times there. 
way back in college. Yep. You know, like what? Two, three years ago, whatever it is. Two months ago. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Yes. Then, okay. Then we go to Brooke, who gets into her car to find a wild, naked Owen in the back seat. She immediately screams and freaks out Mm -hmm. and says he shouldn't sneak up on a girl. And he says he thought that she'd like it, you know, because what's underneath all the clothes? And she says, no, but I'm a girl. That makes it sexy. You're just big and hairy on my leather seats. (laughs) And also just like a man hiding in a woman's car. Exactly. Like read the room. Oh, and buddy. Oh, and buddy. (laughs) Especially a man that is the size of Owen. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And I know he doesn't know all this, but given what also happened to Brooke at the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah. 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 So she proceeds to hit him with, I don't know, a newspaper or her bag or something until he um, gets out of the car. And she, instead of, you know, throwing his clothes out, just drives off with him naked in the middle of the street in front of in front of the store. (laughs) Yep. Which is him in a newspaper. Covering his naughty bits. Tree Hills Finest. Exactly. (laughs) He runs right into a cop. It's fine. Which, okay, so the cop was just parked there? or Okay, this is what I was trying to figure out. Was the cop just parked there on the corner? Was the cop at a stoplight? Because I feel like the cop, with the way they, like, pan out, the Uh cop is just sitting there for a second before they give him a little whoop, whoop on the siren. Like, is the cop just watching this all unfold? (laughs) I think That's we're funnier. meant to believe that the cop drove up to there, okay. but for funnier. cost, but for cost, it's much quicker and easier to just have a cop car sitting there on the corner. It's a lot funnier if the cop was like, oh, that's Brooke's car. Oh, Owen. Uh, you know, if the cop is like also <laughs> invested in the drama and want to like watch it play out. And then as soon as he gets see like oh brooks upset oh and get all right gotta take this bitch in right (laughs) like it's so much fun i mean this is a really small town so it is very possible that the cop went to high school with brooke Uh right (laughs) or the cop is the same cop that caught brooke doing the same thing because we know she's done this more than once right yep yep so you know yeah yeah naked people in the back seats of cars it's a thing in tree hill apparently it's a tree hill tradition exactly exactly (laughs) Pod. <laughs> then Jamie uh, is the special lecturer in Haley's uh, English class, um, talking about how Fuzzy Wuzzy was a crummy friend or something like that. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, when the class ends, and Haley asks Sam if, uh, since she's in study hall this period, if she could watch Jamie as Haley has to run into the office. And Sam's like, Yeah, I can totally watch Jamie. Uh, better than my economics homework. So instead, Sam decides to teach Jamie economics in the form of a <laughs> hustle where they buy up a bunch of the snacks out of the vending machine and Sam then jams it with bubble gum um, and then starts overcharging her classmates for snacks. She gives Jamie a kickback in the form of snacks for him being in cahoots with her and talks about making a profit. And Jamie's all for it because Jamie's broke, remember. I have I have mixed feelings about the fact that they keep giving Sam second chances to babysit this kid. Um, like, I think it's very sweet. And they're just like, they're like, Sam, we know you're not going to put him in danger, but we're going to give you a second chance to, like, be a good person. Right. Mm-hmm. And, when, and Haley even says she's like, Sam, no parties. You know? Right. Yeah. And they go, <laughs> you know, they like throw their heads back and laugh like carefree women with salads and like move on <laughs> with their day. Right. Like, 
uh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think it's sweet they keep giving her second chances, but they need to stop being surprised when Jamie comes back learning how to like extort people out of money on the playground, right? Like, it yep. should not be a surprise. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, but then as Haley is walking towards the office, she sees Lucas in the hallway where Keith was shot, and he explains to her that he's trying to write the scene of Keith's murder. And Haley reminds him that, you know, often a violent death in a novel or a story can bring a lesson in humanity. And Lucas then goes off on her about not wanting to make Dan seem more human as he's evil, and he doesn't deserve it. And he also doesn't deserve a place in Jamie's life. Uh Uh-huh, which takes Haley back. And he immediately apologizes for going too far and walks off. Yeah, he's all Luke. in his feels. Yep. And when Lucas is in his feels, he does what? He lashes out, ladies lashes and gentlemen. Lashes out at the people who care about him hey. most. What Boop. a jerk. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> then uh, Peyton uh, is uh, in the office at Red Bedroom Records, and we see her flashback to a happy time when Julian moved in with her. So they got serious enough that they moved in together. What a rebound. What a rebound, sure. eh? What a rebound, eh? They sure do rebounds hard in uh-huh. <laughs> those Tree Hill folks. God. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Jamie asks Dan for 10 bucks and a quick stop before they go to school. And Dan's like, sure, buddy, whatever you want. I'm cool, Grandpa Dan. Doesn't he ask for some scratch? Like, he uses some kind of, like, fucked up, like, mobster words to, like, get the money out of Dan. And Dan's just says. like, oh, never been more proud. Oh, baby's first con. <laughs> yeah. He really is Which, my grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Dan has to know, because he takes him to the store, and then we see later Jamie has a bag of, like, sweets and hostess, right. like, snacks. God. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So then we go to Lucas, who comes uh, into Peyton's office and tells Peyton that he's not writing the scene. And Peyton asks him why it's so hard for him to do it. And Lucas admits that he doesn't know what really happened. Um, and he doesn't want to just make it up for the sake of the movie. And Peyton tells him one of the things she loves about him is that he always wants to protect people. But Keith doesn't need his protection anymore. And she's sure that Keith would want Lucas to be the one to write his final moments for the movie. And Lucas says he just wishes he knew the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That causes Peyton to flashback again to Julian. Sure. (laughs) Where she and he are packing for uh, going to Sundance Film Festival. And she can't zip up her bag. So Julian tries to zip it up for her, but finds uh, a copy of An Unkindness of Ravens in her bag. And Julian thinks that, yeah, it's a big deal that you buy a copy of this book every time you see it. You have it almost with you all the time. And, um, yeah, it's a we, it's weird. It's weird, Peyton. It's weird. Yep. And she pushes him and says, well, you've never even read it. And he's like, yeah, no, I haven't read it. And then that's OK. And uh, I'm going to go to Sundance by myself and we're done. So glad. Yeah. Everyone has rational reactions to things. Not mm-hmm. that I'm on Team Julian. But come on, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, uh, then Owen uh, comes over to Brooks and she immediately apologizes to him. And Owen just says that he's done bringing her gifts as being let on like this is humiliating. And he tells her he'll see her around and he leaves. Owen uses his words. Good job, Owen. Boom. 
haven't we established that like he's definitely the oldest out of all of them and probably in his late 20s so of course he knows how to use his words yeah Mm -hmm. no he's definitely yeah the most mature like that is a mature like uh like trying to win her back that method of trying to win her back was like a grown-ass thing to do right like What do we know about Brooke Davis? Brooke Davis loves presents. Uh-huh. I'm she loves her. presents and she's presents. 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, presents every I, day. I mean, I don't know if I would have done it for three weeks straight. That seems like oh, a lot of gifts. Not. That's a lot. I would have given it a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And been like, okay, are we going on a date? What's going on? Are we? No. Okay, fine. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, this can't be as one-sided as it is right now. But yeah. yeah uh, he was also in like grovel mode because he mm-hmm. did fuck up. Oh, he totally did. He you totally know. did. Yeah. So, like, grovel mode, I can see more than a week. But, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. 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 Then we go to Jamie, who we find out what he used his Grandpa Dan's $10 for. It's to buy a bunch of junk food, and he's selling it on the playground, where he rips Chuck Skolnick off for all of his allowance. <laughs> That's fine. You can just wait till snack time. I hear it's going to be raisins. Yep. But also, what Chuck deserves for making fun of his cape. I'm sorry. Exactly. exactly. Like, Chuck had that coming. Yep. Yep. Oh, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. (laughs) God. Then we see Lucas at the cemetery at Keith's grave um, until he looks up and sees, you know, Dan's giant gravestone again. And he decides to take a shovel. And um, deface Dan's gravestone with it until it completely snaps in half. Yep. The shovel, not the gravestone. He's not that strong. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprised it took him this long, honestly. Right. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, oh. Peyton then uh, finds Julian and asks him why he's here. And Peyton tells him if he's trying to win her back, it won't work because she's done lying to Lucas about them and she's going to tell him the truth about everything. And Julian says, I'm not using a major movie studio to win you back, Peyton. But, you know, lying to Lucas, are you, are you, you know, doing something to try to win me back or something? What's going on here? No. Mm-hmm. Stop he's it. Smar- he's smarmy. Yep. He's very smarmy. Yeah. He is, and I'm falling for it. Uh-huh. Oh, red flags. It's a parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, There is something very charming about Julian from the word go. Like, you know, he's a bad guy, but you can't help but just like smile. Well, I don't know if I would call him a bad, ju- a bad guy. He's just like, and this is, again, that's true. That's true. The fact that, you know, he's, he's a, fil- he's an entertainment industry guy. Yeah. Like, He's yeah. he's not a bad person. He's just really fucking charming. Mm-hmm. And like single mind. I honestly compliments to Austin for how he played this because it was literally the stereotypical LA bro mm-hmm. entertainment industry guy. Yeah. Like he did an excellent job. He mm-hmm. he understood the assignment. Yeah, and what I mean, I don't think he's I by bad guy I don't mean bad guy. I think he's a he's a foil for Peyton and Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, with yeah. it and it's just so we're meant to not like him but you kind of can't not like him because he's so damn charming he has the opposite effect of Felix where mm-hmm. it's like okay we're supposed to hate Felix and we hate Felix because Felix thinks he's charming and he's fucking not mm-hmm. whereas we're supposed to hate Julian but Julian thinks he's charming and is so you're like oh fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
I'm sorry. Uh, change of topic. I was just going to look up Julian's IMDb. Uh, Dan got a new IMDb B picture. And can we talk about the daddy energy for a minute? Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, my sorry. God. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. You're also not allowed to look at his IMDb page. Why not? Don't do it. But. You're not allowed. I just want to. You're, you're not allowed. Okay, I just wanted to look at the picture to see if I recognized him in a more modern picture, and I don't. Okay, good. Fine, I'm done. Good, good. done. Moving on. Did not uh, click on pictures. I will, just... I will look it up for you, and I will tell you things he's been in. Uh-huh. Perfect. I love this. Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, about that, Daddy Dan uh, <laughs> sidetrack, but okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Anyway, can we can we move on now? Yes. Okay. I don't know okay. If I can. Okay. Because yes. <laughs> okay. it's my favorite scene, probably, of this episode, which is Jamie getting in trouble with his mom for running the side hustle out of it on the playground. Yes. And Haley is just like, "What? What are you doing, kid?" And he's like, "Well, I wanted to make some money so I could get Daddy a slam ball trophy." And Haley's like, "You're sweet, but you're still giving all of your friends their money back, <laughs> you goober." Didn't he try to offer her a kickback? At he some did. Point? Yep. Yep. He <laughs> did. He's like, and he's told like, her she's, she's like, in cahoots. Yep. Yep. He basically, <laughs> he was like, yeah, here you go. And she's like, what this, what's this? And he said, it's a kickback if we're in cahoots. And she's like, we are most certainly not in cahoots. <laughs> oh, okay. Where did Sam did not learn these words in econ 101. I'm sorry. Where the hell did she learn all she's of this? Like kid. the streets. Oh. <laughs> The 1930 fucking mobster. Seriously, yeah, language. yeah. She Bonnie probably, and Clyde, you know, Paul. watched a movie like kids do. Okay, that's true. So, going back to Austin for a second. Yeah. Most recently, he's he's on Walker mm-hmm. on the CW. He's a big. Okay. He's a villain on Walker, and he's very good and very scary. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. I also just realized that Jared Padalecki's in that, so I guess I need to watch it now. Uh huh. Um, it's very good. It's very good. He was in, he was apparently in Holiday of the Sun, the Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Oh, hell what? yes. What? Oh, hell yes. I don't know how big of a part he had, but he was apparently in it. Well, um, wow. He was apparently on The Walking Dead at one point, mm-hmm. um, which I know, Jesse, you never would have watched. Uh, he was in the movie The Day After Tomorrow. Nope. I'm like trying to pick things that I'm like, maybe Jesse's seen this. <laughs> The Mary Kate and Ashley one's probably going to be the only one. You you, you had me at Holiday in the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now, all right. I'm going to go now and find a photo of him from that movie and just text it to yep. you. Great. I'm pretty Very sure. Oh, no. Oh, he was one of the boys because he's third build in that. He was one of the boyfriends. Is he oh, Australian? Sure he I mean, look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not Australian. Okay. Yeah, no, he's, he's. Oh, my perfect. God. Yeah. Anyway, what happens yep. next on Lunch for Bill Brody? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tangents. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, so after that, uh, we go to the slam ball game, and Owen is doing a very good job of protecting Nathan like he's supposed to, but the opposing team gets rougher and rougher as the game goes on, and uh, they're at a, a break, and Nathan is looking out, and then he finds out that the scout did not come, and... Um, Owen also is looking around and, you know, he sees Brooke and Nathan wonders if Owen's showing off for Brooke. And Owen says, no, I think they're playing for people who really don't care. And then maybe they should start playing for those that do. And they pan to Jamie and Haley. Yeah. 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 
And at the river court, Dan finds Lucas there um, after the cemetery has informed Dan that uh, Lucas defaced his gravestone. And Lucas immediately just asks him what happened in that hallway. And Dan tells him exactly what happened. Keith was holding Jimmy and Dan shot him as he turned around and Keith didn't even have time to react. Cool. Hearing Dan recount it is like that, like a chill went down my spine. But here's what I'll say. The fact that he did it, honestly, he said oh. exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, because, I mean, he's been feeling guilty about it for five years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ever ever since he found out that it should have been Deb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think the, th- the other thing is it just made me have a shift of like, because I know we've talked about it before of like the smarmy villain Dan and how Dan is now. Mm-hmm. It's they're two very different people. Um, so I just it was it was something that caught me off guard. And I think probably the same thing that he just told it so candidly and so honestly of. This is what this is exactly what happened. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of trying to spin it or doing anything like that, he's just like, nope, here's the honest truth. Yeah. I mean, he and which makes sense to me because he also confessed to murder and was like, this doesn't need to go to trial. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that I did it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Lucas then asks him why he did it. And Dan just says, every good story needs a villain. And I'm sorry, Lucas, but I'm yours. Then he walks off. Yeah. Yikes. I guess I, I appreciate a very self-aware Dan. Yeah. He's had, again, he's had four years to do nothing but think. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. It's, yeah. and was also, like, tortured a little bit, and then, like, you know, mm-hmm. had a, has this life-threatening illness situation. Yep. You know, like. Yeah, he's got no more fucks to give, so he's just yeah. gonna, yeah. What's he got to lose? Right. He has nothing left to fight for except maybe not dying alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Makes Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Then we go back to Slam Ball and Nathan and Owen are proceedingly to get hit, getting hit harder and harder by this opposing team. And Jamie admits to Haley that he's worried about Nathan. Uh, And Sam then apologizes for teaching Jamie about, um, quote unquote, economics. (laughs) To his friends and Haley tells her that Jamie looks up to her and it gives her an opportunity to be a good role model and make good choices. And we see Sam kind of smile at the idea of that, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love the fact, I mean, I know we talked about, you know, Sam watching Jamie all the time, but it's like those two together are comedic gold. So they just need to keep Mm -hmm. happening because they're, 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 they're my best friends and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just, they're kids being kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Sam is what, 17, 16, 17 years old? Yeah, she's she's a kid. Mm-hmm. And unlike the 22-year-olds now responsible for her, mm-hmm. she's being allowed to act like a kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Then uh, towards the very end of the game, Owen is pulled out of the game, and there's just 15 seconds left. And uh, Nathan's rival, whatever the hell, the hell his name is, is out for blood. Basically, he says, I'm, I'm going to kill you basically and (laughs) basically yeah uh, but nathan swerves past him and scores the winning basket and nathan's team wins and as nathan is celebrating a little bit um the rival literally pushes nathan through the glass barrier of the court ah triggered ah Uh uh-huh very bad which jamie and Haley run down 
And Jamie just tells Nathan to not play slam ball anymore. Yeah. I really hope that somewhere in the back of things that aren't actually happening on camera, that Nathan pressed charges for assault. Yes. Right. Because the game was over. Uh Uh-huh. Like, at that point, it's assault. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And how hard did he have to hit him to go through that glass? Yeah, exactly. Like, and granted, like, that's because that's hard glass because it's Mm -hmm. called slam ball. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's tempered. It's like. Yeah. 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 And I mean, also dramatic effect, obviously, television show, but still. Ow. Ow. (laughs) Yes. Ow. Thank you. Yes. Well said. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. That wonderful commentary of ow. Uh, I do like that, like, Nathan immediately was like, I'm fine. I'm a one piece. He, like, wiggled his legs. He's like, right. Look, like I can every- walk. everything's fine. And Jamie's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> right. <laughs> fuck you, dad. You're not yeah. doing this anymore. No, no more <laughs> fucking slam ball, daddy. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope. Then, uh, yeah, please, no. And then... Then we go to Julian, who uh, is in his hotel room, and we see that he has a picture of him and Peyton slid into his copy of An Unkindness of Ravens. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. He's super over Peyton. He has definitely no ulterior motives. He just believes in the book. Sure. Uh (laughs) Sure. 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 Then Owen gets into his car to find Brooke in the back seat, fully clothed. And she apologizes to him for stringing him along. And Owen turns around and tells her that he's crazy about her. And she tells him that he's a great guy and could be a great boyfriend. Um, But she tells him that uh, she has Sam now and she has to put Sam first, which right before all this happens, we see Sam literally dry humping the air (laughs) as a teenager does. Because she's foster child acting like an idiot. (laughs) Yep. Is exactly what Brooke said. Yep. Um, But yeah, she tells him that she has to put Sam first for now because she has to be a good role model for her. And but she does tell him um, that she might come crawling back home to him someday as she kisses his cheek and gets out of his car. Uh, I noticed in this scene that they they both have proportions of a Disney couple. She is just so small and dainty, like compared to him. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like most people look small and dainty next to Joe. I mean, like it. Channing Tatum looks small and dainty. Correct. To Joe Massifello? Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Massifello. Joe Massa fellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, then we see Lucas deliver the now finished script to Julian. And Julian gets a phone call. So he goes into the other room and we see Lucas uh, see the picture of Julian and Peyton sticking out of the book. Yep. 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 Uh, then Mouth and Gigi are working late after the slam ball game and Mouth says he needs to get home and Gigi tells him, no, 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 we should hang out because, you know, we've got everything we need for uh, an all nighter. We've got work. We've got pizza. We've got beer. Well, we had beer. I drank it all. And, you know, Millie doesn't have to know. 
And Gigi tells him she's not wanting to be his girlfriend, just the girl that he pulls an all-nighter with. Gigi needs to cool her fucking jets. Like, Where is, is it- HR? <laughs> yes. The same HR that was around when Alice was here? Yeah. The the HR that fired right, Alice. Fair. That, that's that's true. That's true. They, they figured it out eventually. Like, they it's someone that's because someone came clean and mouth isn't open in his fucking mouth because he's being an idiot. Sure. Yeah. I at this point is Gigi a bigger villain than Julian? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's actively trying to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is like not quiet about it. Like Julian. Yeah. He's. Allegedly, and I'm going to say allegedly, because Mm -hmm. at this point, all we've seen is a photo in a fucking book. Mm -hmm. Back for Peyton. Mm -hmm. Whereas Gigi is straight up like, you're hot, I'm hot, your girlfriend's hot. But she also doesn't need to know about this. Right, Mm -hmm. you wanted to fuck me in high school, why not? Let's do this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm a fun, flirty, bisexual co-ed, come on now. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. God. Oh, this show. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I could have a whole commentary on that. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, then Brooke uh, tells uh, Sam that she's proud of her as Brooke goes to get a drink. Sam opens up the vending machine and just puts a sign that says free food and leaves it wide open, which Brooke freaks out about because she's like, because there are cameras, Sam. And Sam's like, no, I broke that camera. And she's like, <laughs> Okay, and as Brooke is hiding her face and keeps telling herself, I'm a good mom, I'm a good mom, I'm a good mom, she steals a snack from the vending machine and runs away. God. Because she's still Brooke Davis. Exactly. She is, and she's Brooke Davis, 22-year-old foster mother. Exactly. God. (laughs) Who just Uh, wanted a baby, and now she, look where she's ended up. And now she has a younger sister. Right. Right. Yeah. God. Then Nathan uh, tells Haley and Jamie that he is done with Slam Ball, and if the only two trophies he ever gets anymore are them, he's okay with that. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daddy. Yep. Then we end with Lucas. <laughs> the disappointment on Caitlin's face right now. <laughs> I mean, if it came off as disappointment and not disassociating, then great. <laughs> wow. Because that's because disappointment's not where my brain went. <laughs> nope, nope. We're we're back, everybody. It's we're not back. even after dark. It's it's two forty five on a Sunday. Exactly. Dear God. Okay. But can we finish the? We got one scene left of this episode, guys. Come on, we I we can know. rally. Let's go. Right, okay. Oh, it's it's a good one. You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. Go, Focus. Okay. Lucas gets home to Peyton finishing the script, finishing reading the script, and she tells him it's great. And she starts to tell him about Julian when he pulls out the picture and he figures out they dated and Peyton just says that they were in love. And he says, okay. And the episode ends. Yeah. Cause Lucas is okay. Fine. He's just fine. <laughs> this is, this is no, fine. No, he's not. No, he's not just fine. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Uh, this TV show. I can't. These children. <laughs> Uh huh. Indeed. So, what did we think of the episode, kids? This was a good one to come back to. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 This was yeah. a really good one to come back to. It was like there was a lot of good humor in this episode. Yep. Yeah. And like 
but also good other stuff. Good. Yes. Good yeah. plot stuff. Yes. And no, mm-hmm. like, no, like, brand new plots. No. <laughs> that I had. To, yeah. Like, yeah. We just had to try to, to remember all the old yeah. plots. Yes. For once. <laughs> right. God, no, I had to watch I, the recap and pay attention. I know. Yes. I I went through all of the uh, the episode descriptions of the season past mm-hmm. uh, and read them out loud because Ben's like, "What the fuck is happening?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let's figure it out together." Uh, yeah. Yes, but no, it's a good episode. I like it because it's got that good mix that Montreal does so well, which is of the humor and of the serious all at the same time, which yes. is great and it's funny. Um, yeah, I especially I don't I really liked the scene between Lucas and Dan at the River Court. Yes, it was it was that was good TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Jamie and Sam just and they have their Jamie own show. Sam, Jamie and Sam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With a dash of Owen mixed in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah coolio uh, um yeah. yeah yeah that's i i am i was more excited to be watching it today than i thought i would be uh we'll see if they can keep my trust and my love uh <laughs> jesse we know that's not gonna happen honey not so gonna why, happen. why are you don't don't set you up for failure there sweetie just keep your expectations low like they always are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, it was it was good to watch it. It was a good episode. It was good to good to recap it again. Yay! Woo! Look Yay. at us. Look at us. Only a few horny tangents. It's okay. Only only a few, which for us is you know just the right amount. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. yeah. And o- only one mention of Mary Kate and Ashley, which I'm a little shocked at. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the first time we've yeah. ever mentioned Mary Kate and Ashley. And, and I saying is why have we not mentioned them more? It's true. <laughs> Shot. Right. Okay. This is an early 2000s TV show when they were the queens. Like, yeah, right, I am right. dressed in like full 90s mom core right now. You my are down to the Shania Twain hat. My Shania Twain hat, my crew neck uh, uh-huh. sweatshirt. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. I just need my like clearly Canadian, uh, you know. <laughs> yep. All right. Anything else we want to add about the episode, guys? Or are we just are we just on tangents now? We're just tangents. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us out in the long run. Rate us five stars, please, please, please. We would love it if you would leave us a good review. Uh, follow us on social media. We are everywhere at On Wednesdays Pod. If you have a question, comment, and or concern, hit us up on Instagram. That's where we live most often in those Instagram DMs, and we will happily reply to any message you have. And we. We'll see you next week for another fun-filled, tangenty-filled episode of On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys then. Bye! Bye!